Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to walk you through the five steps that you can use to land a job in 2022 without applying online. So today's job market is very different from what we've seen historically. Over the last year, we've seen the great resignation. We've seen people switching industries. We've seen a lot of people say that the job market is a job seekers market, right? It's no longer an employer's market, but it's now a candidate's market and all of these things. But there's something really, really important to note about that. All of these people are leaving their jobs, but they still need a job, right? They're still looking for other employment, other opportunities. And the vast majority of people are still using online applications to source these new opportunities to apply for these new jobs. So the interesting thing here is that we're seeing a lot of people say, you know what, I'm going to take my career into my hands. I'm going to leave this toxic work environment. Now I need to go find a job. And what's happening? Well, that creates a flood of people into these online portals, whether it's a portal like LinkedIn or Indeed, or whether it's just a company's career website. There are more and more people now applying for jobs online because that is still the primary method that people are using. So what does that mean for you? Well, historically, the data told us that the average opening got around 200 to 300 resumes. And of those resumes, you know, somebody on the company side would review them, whether it's a recruiter or a hiring manager, they'd scan through all of them, and they'd pick a select few to bring in for an interview, usually around five, give or take. So when you do the math there, five interviews for 200 to 300 applications does not give you a very good chance of being the person who lands the interview. But now what we're seeing is those numbers actually increase. There are more people in the job market. There are more people looking for jobs and therefore there are more online applications. So your chances of getting in the door are even lower. And this goes beyond the numbers as well. One of the biggest issues with the online application process, the traditional process, is that it does not create a good medium for you to illustrate your value. Because when we're applying online, the only real document that we're allowed to submit, the only real document that we have to use is our resume. And a resume is a very bad medium for conveying value. It only allows us to focus on our past. We have to use this weird resume jargon that we don't use anywhere else, right? And a lot of times it can feel like we have this value. We know we can do the job, but people aren't recognizing it. And that leads to you submitting application after application after application and not getting the results you want, which means that you start shifting away from the companies you were truly excited about and you start focusing on companies that you hope will just bring you in for an interview, right? The job kind of aligns with what you're looking for. You're trying to make yourself get excited about the company. And that's not the situation we want to be in. So in 2022, I want you to use a new system. I want you to take back control of your job search. I want you to focus on a specific set of companies that are exciting to you. And I want you to use these five steps to get in the door with them. So step one is to get clarity on where you want to go next. This is such an important first step, and most people don't spend the time doing it, mainly because they just want to get started on the job search. They feel that the faster they start, the faster this whole thing will end, and nobody wants to be job searching. So the faster we start, the faster we get out of it, the better it is, right? Not so fast. 
if we're not clear on where we want to go, we are going to disperse our energy. We're going to dilute it and we're not going to be really effective in any channel. If we're saying, oh, maybe I want to apply for this biz dev role or this sales role or this account management role, or maybe, you know, I want to apply for this user experience design role because I took a class on it and it sounds interesting. Now, all of a sudden, we need to be an expert in biz dev, in sales, in user experience, right? All of these different fields. And we can't be an expert. Instead, we're a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that is not going to get us the outcomes we want. So instead, what you need to do is the work to fully understand exactly where you want to go. Now, it doesn't have to be as specific as I want to work on this individual team at this specific company, no matter what. But instead, what I want you to think about is here's the job title that I want to target. And here are the general companies, the general industry that I want to be a part of. And once you have that clarity, you can start to take advantage of the compound interest that comes along with putting all of your energy towards one goal. So now all of a sudden, every article you read, every conversation you have, every application you submit, every value validation project you put together, everything else is all building towards this one goal. And that is really, really powerful because that's where the compound gains tend to happen. Whereas if you're trying to spread yourself thin across multiple industries, you're only really giving 20, 30, 40% to each one of those industries while everybody else who's targeting these roles is giving 100. And that's probably why you're losing out. So instead of just randomly applying to roles that are out there, we want to get focused and clarity is the first step there. The second step is building off of that clarity and it is creating a list of target companies. So what I want you to do here is come up with a list of 10 to 15 companies that you are excited about, companies that you would really be pumped to work for. Now, there's no shortcut to finding those companies. What it really comes down to is getting out there and researching companies. You can look at the top places to work. You can look at the lists of hottest growing companies in your industry. There are all these other ways to find these companies. But at the end of the day, you need to do your due diligence. And one of the things you you really need to understand is what matters to you. So what I'd encourage you to do is make a list of everything that you get with a new job. You get a manager, you get teammates, you get upward mobility, you get specific types of projects to work on, you get salary and compensation, you get all of these other things. I want you to prioritize those things from top to bottom. What is most important to you and what is least important to you? And I want you to get specific. So when you say, I want to work at a company that has a great culture, what specifically defines a great culture for you? Or when you want to say, I want to have a great manager, what specifically defines a great manager for you? When you get specific about those things, when you have those definitions you can reference, it becomes so much easier to look at a company, to look at a manager and say, this person checks the boxes. They meet the criteria that I have for a great company or a great manager. And you can feel confident adding them to the list. Now, the reason that we're choosing 10 to 15 companies here is because what we're going to do is focus 100% of our energy on these companies. We're going to learn everything about them, and we are going to go deep to understand their goals and where they're going over the next 12 months or so, the challenges they're facing, the initiatives they're rolling out, et cetera. And that is going to allow us to become an expert on exactly why they're hiring for this role. So we can align our value to that role. So once you have your 10 to 15 companies, The next thing that I want you to do is go out and find 10 to 15 people who work at each of those 10 to 15 companies. So we're not just picking anybody here. Instead, what we're trying to do is find the folks who would have the most influence over our ability to get hired for the role that we want. So the most influential person is the hiring manager themselves. And if we can find that person, that's awesome. But in most cases, that's probably just going to be a guess. So we want to throw a few people on this list who might be the hiring manager. Then we want to find people who would be on that specific team, right? So that could be somebody who has the same job title as the role that you're vying for and maybe works in the same office that you'd be located in, right? Maybe works on the same product that you'd be working on. The more 
criteria, the more boxes that we can check that align with the role you're targeting, the closer this person is likely to be to being able to influence your ability to get hired. And that's what we're looking for. So you want to find 10 to 15 of these people and LinkedIn is the best place to find them. You can head over there and you can type in the job title for the role you're vying for. You can use the company filters. You can even use the location filters. And that will give you a list of all the people who work at this company in that job title who might be a good person to build a relationship with. And then what I want you to do is go through each of their profiles. And I want you to pick the 10 to 15 people who are not just closest to the role, but also give you the best chance of connecting, right? So maybe you have something in common. Maybe they're also an alumni of the school you went to, or maybe they post content every day that you can engage with, or maybe they have an interesting blog, or maybe they have something else that you can latch onto to start adding value and building a relationship. Those people give us a much better chance of connecting than just a random person who we're going to cold email. So we always want to prioritize those folks if we can. So now at this point, you have your list of 10 to 15 companies. You have your list of 10 to 15 people at each of those companies. So around 150 people minimum. Now what I want you to do is get into a cycle of researching companies and reaching out to people at those companies. So I like to do this three companies at a time. And I actually like to start at the very bottom of the list here. So I actually like to start with the companies that are the lowest priority. And the reason for this is that when we start down this new path, whenever we try something new, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. We're going to wish we had done things differently. We're going to find inefficiencies and all that. So I don't want you to make those mistakes. I don't want you to say, oh, I could have done this better. I wish I'd asked that at your absolute dream companies. Instead, what I want you to do is make those mistakes and get it out of your system with the lower priority companies and continue to improve, continue to get better and build that confidence as you climb the list of companies in terms of priority. So always start with the bottom three. And what you're going to do is give yourself two week increments. In two weeks, what you're going to do is research those companies, and then you're going to start reaching out to the employees who work there. So all you need to do is reach out to a couple of those employees every single day. And then the research piece really comes down to understanding where they're looking to go over the next 12 months, what challenges they're facing, et cetera. So a few resources for research. One, I always try to listen to a company's earnings call if they're a publicly traded company. You can easily find that if you just search for the company name and investor relations. It should be under events and presentations. The second thing that I like to do is use a site called Seeking Alpha to look at not only the news coming out about this company, but the opinion pieces that financial analysts have about it. Again, that's also only for public companies. For both public and private companies, you can listen to interviews with the founders, with the executive team, right? That could be a podcast, that could be an interview on YouTube, that could also be a keynote speech that they gave. That's one of my favorite ways to research companies. Another way to research companies is to get out there and get feedback from customers. So this could be as simple as looking up reviews of their products. Maybe they're in the app store, or maybe they have some folks who have reviewed their products on YouTube or elsewhere, or it could actually be just getting out there and talking to people who are customers of this company. That can be a really, really effective way to gather insight into not just where the company is going, but also what the people who are paying the money are thinking. And at the end of the day, they're really what matter. And that info can be really, really powerful in the job search. So you're going to do that research, and then you're going to start reaching out to people who work at that company. And you're going to get in this cycle, right? And basically what you're going to do is rinse and repeat here. So step four, you're going to start booking interviews, right? You're going to start booking informational interviews because you've reached out to these people who work at this company. You're bound to get replies. It is a volume game. Most of the people that you reach out to are going to say no, and that's okay. There are plenty of ways that you can improve your response rate. 
But the key thing is that if you reach out to enough people, you are bound to get responses. And that's why we have that 150 person minimum. You should at least get around five, maybe 10 responses at the very minimum from reaching out to that many people. And you're going to start to book informational interviews with those people. So when you book those informational interviews, I want you to take a specific approach to this conversation. First and foremost, I want you to open by asking this person to share more about their journey and not just say, you know, hey, how'd you end up at Amazon or how'd you end up at Microsoft, but go a little bit further and try to ask a question that forces them to start early on in their career. So maybe they work at Amazon now, but maybe they used to work in retail at Best Buy, let's say many years ago. What you could say is, I'm really interested in your career path. You work at Amazon now, but you started at Best Buy. That's truly amazing. If you don't mind, could you take me back to that time at Best Buy and what motivated you to get out of that role? And also, I imagine it was probably hard to jump from Best Buy into this next position that you had. How did you make that happen and how did that lead to you ending up at Amazon? And what that forces them to do is go all the way back to the beginning and tell their full story, which gets them talking about themselves. So one, we love to talk about ourselves as people. That's a scientifically proven fact. There's a lot of peer-reviewed research around creating positive associations with folks who allow us to talk about ourselves. But on top of that, that gives you a ton of information about this person because they're walking through the full scope of their story. Whereas if you just say, how'd you end up at Amazon? They may say something like, well, I was really passionate about their mission and I'd always wanted to work there. And then this opportunity came around because I met X, Y, and Z person. And now here I am. And that doesn't really give us a lot to work with. So that's where I always want to start. I want to give this person runway to tell their story. Then next, what I want to do is have a couple of preloaded questions that tap into the research that I've done and the goals that I know they have. So I call this the quote in preparation technique. But what I want you to do here is say in preparation for this conversation, I did X. I listened to this keynote with the CEO or I surveyed your customers or I listened to the earnings call and I learned that X was a challenge or Y is an upcoming initiative or Z is rolling out. And then I try to ask them a question about it. How do you feel about that launch? You know, what challenges do you all foresee, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm doing by asking this question is one, showing them that I've done my research. Two, I'm giving them a specific focal point for the topic. And three, I'm also creating the opportunity for me to get information about these topics or these initiatives or these challenges that directly relate to the role that I'm applying for. So if I ask a couple of these questions, I can get a lot of information from this person. And that leads me into the last step here, which is, creating a value validation project. So what you're going to do is you're going to take all the information from the research you've done on these companies, as well as the conversations you have with these contacts, and you are going to create basically a pitch deck for yourself. So this can be a five to seven slide deck where you essentially say, hey, I'm applying for this role. And in preparation for my application, I did a bunch of research. And what I learned was that this was a challenge or here's an opportunity, or you know, I really think that we can capitalize on this in order to achieve the goals for this role. And so you're gonna restate the goal for this role. I know that you're hiring for this role because you want to do X. You wanna overcome this challenge. You wanna achieve this goal. Then you're gonna say, I have three ideas or two ideas or whatever it is to help us get there. And then you're actually gonna map out each of those ideas. So basically you want to do this in five to seven slides. You can open with a title slide. In the second slide, you can call out the problem, basically saying, hey, I know that you're hiring for this role for X reason. In the third slide, you can create what I call a table of content slide, where you basically summarize each idea that you have. And then in the remaining slides, you can go through each idea. So you can present the idea and highlight why it's an opportunity. And then in the second slide, you can talk about the execution, what you would specifically do to capitalize on this opportunity or solve for this challenge, or basically showing them how to execute on that idea. 
And then what you're going to do is send that back to your contact. And essentially what we're doing here is finding another way, a new way to illustrate our value that's directly related to the role that this person has influence over. So now what this person is probably going to say is, whoa, this is awesome. Like, let's get you in the door. We have this open role. Let's get you in the door. I'm going to refer you into the hiring manager because I think this is too good to pass up these ideas that you have. Let's get you that conversation. And so if you rinse and repeat this, you are going to end up with a heck of a lot of interviews that are all coming from referrals. And you're going to have somebody who can advocate for you, who knows the exact value you bring to the table. And then finally, you're going to have a very clear illustration of your value in that value validation project that is going to be much more clear than everybody else who's simply relying on a resume or a cover letter or some interview answers, right? At the end of the day, nobody pitching anything is just using a resume or a cover letter. They usually have a slide deck. They usually have a story. They usually tell it in their own words, in their own language. And this allows you to do that. So if you follow this system, you should create a pipeline where you're generating a ton of interviews that are, again, all coming from referrals and are all at companies that you chose, right? You picked your 10 to 15 companies. But there's only so much that we can cover in a 15-minute podcast. I'm already over by a little bit. So if you want to dive deeper into the system, if you want a full breakdown, a full deep dive, I'm hosting a free 90-minute masterclass where I walk through my entire job search system step by step. So you can register for that at cultivatedculture.com forward slash masterclass. It's also below in the show notes. But again, I only share this publicly twice per year. And I'm going to teach you the exact steps that you need to take in detail to help you land your dream job without applying online in 2022. So again, you can register for free at cultivatedculture.com forward slash masterclass. The link's below in the show notes. As always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. 